Hey, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. This is your host, Trevor Hall, and with me today is Dave Kranzler because we have a very special week with the holiday week. We're actually just going to leave it here uh, with this episode and run it through the week so Dave and I can uh, go rest, relax with our friends and family. Dave, thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing well. How about yourself, Trevor? I'm doing good. I'm just, uh, you know, looking forward to spending some good quality time with the family. So, and not work for a few days and then uh, enjoy some freedom. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we thought we'd just, we want to cover a couple of things to get us through the week. Uh, one thing that you and I were talking about quite a bit, and actually the previous few days uh, up until the market closed on Friday was... It seems like the number of uh, deals on the junior mining side of things is actually starting to pick up a little bit more, and you've got some insight onto this. Well, I, you know, um, for up until about six to nine months ago, it, you know, there was a lot of junior exploration companies that were getting financed, and it, it didn't seem that hard to raise money for a lot of these companies. And then all of a sudden... You know, the, the, the deal flow just, I mean, it, the money that was made available to go into junior mining stocks, um, it just kind of dried up. It disappeared. And I was actually talking to Ed Carr, the CEO of U.S. Gold, a couple weeks ago. And he was it had just finished up a, a conference in New York. And he was just, you know, one of his, the first things he said was, you know, it's it's very hard right now for junior miners to raise exploration companies, you know, companies that don't necessarily have a resource to raise money, you know, that, that the ones that are just kind of sticking holes in the ground looking for a resource, even regardless of how prospective the property is. Um, and then in the last couple of weeks with this move in gold, all of a sudden, several junior exploration fundings got you know, got done in the last, probably the last 10 days. So, you know, as long as the price of gold keeps moving higher, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more cash that moves into the sector. Dave, do you think the recent run-up in the price of gold was a single catalyst to get more positive sentiment back into the junior mining sector, or is there something more to it? Well, I mean, it just, you know, the, the, the inability of the price of gold to get above 1350, 1360, all of a sudden just at once became oppressive to the market. And the junior mining stocks, especially the junior exploration subset of the juniors, was has been really lagging the market. And I, I think it just got to a point where it was wearing on investors. A good example is Mineral Mountain Resources. They have a highly prospective project in South Dakota in the Black Hills that's that's not very far south and it runs along the same geological fault line as the historical homestake mine that that uh, you know Newmont eventually took over and that was that's to this day has been one of the most profitable mines ever in this country and they've got property just to the south of that and they're trying to raise money to, for the for a for a secondary drill program and the drill programs specifically targeted to make a discovery and it's going to be testing holes that Newmont had had already drilled you know in the in the 90s or the 80s and found mineralization and so um, it, you know and the track record of management is is strong and I think you know nine months I think this deal would have been a no-brainer and in the for the last 
six months, you know, they've been, it's been hard for them to get investors to actually pony up money. And I think they're getting close at this point. And, um, you know, that's an example of a company that a year ago would have had no problems getting this financing done. And unfortunately, at that point that, you know, it looked like they weren't going to need the cash. And then all of a sudden they need the cash and the market's not there. Dave, let's talk real quick about the gold movement. I mean, we saw a real run up to about 1430, if not even more than that, last week. And late last week, you called that it could actually come back down, get more pressure down than we are seeing. A real slam below $1,400 um, this evening is being recorded Sunday evening. Uh, so where do we go from here? How low can we go? And again, you, you said this could be a healthy thing uh, for gold traders. I mean, it's it's impossible, obviously, to to predict it with any kind of certainty but i mean the price had run up so quickly and and a large part of that price movement was driven by the action on the comex and uh, you know just looking at the commitment of traders report that was released friday you know once again we're in this cycle where the hedge funds have chased the momentum higher and piled into the long side and the banks happily fed them paper and are extremely net short right now. And that's historically, that's been a recipe for, for a, a, a price attack on, on gold on the COMEX. And the banks push down the price and take profits. Now, we did, I think the key thing here is, is breaking above kind of the, I mean, some technical analysts or a lot of technical analysts are specifically saying 1362 was the level of resistance. So it's really kind of the 1360 to 1370 area. And we broke through that and ran very quickly up to 1440, 1445. And at a point, we, we kind of lost a bid from the, from India for physical gold. And, that, and that's been that's been kind of putting a, a floor on the ability of of the price manipulators to take the price lower. Um, and this is what always happens when the price of gold moves quickly like that. India goes into price shock and the public waits to see if the price of gold will pull back. And so, and that's usually, it makes it easier for the the price of gold to be manipulated in the paper market. And I just, I kind of felt ahead of a holiday shortened week where you have very light volume. That's, that's kind of been the, the recipe for you know, an aggressive price attack on the price of gold. Now, if if they can take it below 13, say 1350 to 1360 and hold it below there for the rest of the summer, I, I think that's, you know, possibly a negative. But, you know, conversely, if, you know, again, I've been saying we could easily see a pullback back to 1360, 1370, it'd be kind of a shock and awe thing. But if we hold there, we're going to be going into India's peak gold buying season, which kind of starts in early September, mid-September, ahead of their it's 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 their um, it's their wedding season and and their holiday season, and and they buy a, they buy the most gold seasonally, say between September and December, and you know at that point I think we could see after this current price manipulation attack that's going to happen. I, I think if we see a sustained move above 1400 and maybe even 1450, we could be off to the races. I mean, there's been some very bright guys like Paul Tudor Jones who have said, 
you know, gold gets through 1400, it's going to go to 1700 very quickly. And I, I agree with that. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to get through 1400 and then stay there. There's, there's going to be volatility there. And I think that's what we're seeing. And it's, it's going to be more volatile as, as, as this, you know, assuming this is the next bull phase that's kicked in, there's going to be much higher volatility going forward for a while than investors are going to have to get used to. So let's move on to silver, Dave, because I do want to ask you if you think silver will actually come back as a, a, a safe haven asset. Uh, what That's what you like to describe it and, uh, and, and, and lean towards that. But what do you think it'll pick up here in, in Q2? Well, I don't know exactly when it's going to pick up, but, you know, certainly at a 90, I think, I don't know where it is right now specifically, but I know last week the gold-silver ratio was 92, and that's that's a historically high level. It's been higher at certain points historically, but very, very rare. And whenever the gold-silver ratio has gotten up into this territory, it's it's been a profitable trade to to buy silver instead of buy gold. Silver will outperform based on how, you know, the behavior historically between the two metals. Now, there's been a lot of analysts out there who I think are kind of newer to the market. And they've been saying that, you know, this moving gold's not not confirmed because silver normally leads gold higher. And that's actually not correct. If you go back to, like, when I got into the market back in 2001, a healthy bull market cycle was where gold would would rise would start moving higher and then the mining stocks would follow gold and then silver would bring up the rear and and um, have a huge kick down the home stretch and outperform both you know and we've we've seen at least three cycles like that since 2001 now what's interesting is if you look at charts that go back a year you can see that the current price movement higher in gold actually began in mid-August. And that was followed by the mining stocks in mid-October, maybe mid-September, I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head. I looked at it late last week, but uh, I think it was actually mid-September when the GDX started moving higher and has been in an uptrend since then. And then silver, I believe, again, this is off the top of my head, it was either late October or early November, silver kind of has started a nice uptrend. And, And for me, so far, the way that those things have moved in relationship to each other confirms to me for the time being that we are in the next bull move higher. We'll just have to see if it follows through. Now, you know, when is silver going to start moving higher and overtake the other two? You know, who knows? I have no idea. What I do know is that, you know, there's there's times when I have extra cash and I, I buy physical gold. Now's a time when, if I have extra cash, I'll start buy, you know, I'll start buying um, silver eagles, rolls of silver eagles, because they're just to me, it's silver is probably one of the cheapest investments out there right now in the entire investment landscape. Yes, it certainly it certainly does feel that way, especially I think it's been six or more weeks as that gold silver ratio has been above 90 and that's just that's a long term for that uh, for that to happen uh, from my understanding. All right, Dave. Let's move on to let's have some fun. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna. T- <laughs> Haven't we had fun up to this point? We have had some fun, but so you know, I think uh, I'm looking forward to this because you and I rarely do this, and very rarely do I actually come out and say companies that I'm invested in. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always transparent if somebody comes up and asks me, but I'm, I'm happy to have that conversation, but rarely on the show do I, do I personally mention companies. But let's talk about some of our favorite stocks this year, first half of 2019, and, if, and maybe one or two that's been disappointing. Uh, I guess I'll go first. I have two favorite stocks. Uh, my first one, which has really done really well for me, uh, they did did really well for me at the beginning in January uh, with the with the run, the bull run then, and then also in the last couple of weeks, and that is America's Silver. Um, it's really outperformed uh, uh, most of all of my stocks on my portfolio. Really happy with that one. Uh, and then the second one that I'm that I'm really uh, favorited within the last couple of weeks late because I did a site tour uh, with the Delamar project in Idaho and then was really encouraged with their uh, conversion uh, to with four million gold equivalent ounces uh, last week I believe it was and that's Integra Resources I have been accumulating more of them I will say they are also a sponsor of this show so. Um, so I am biased in that point. But those are two of my favorite stocks. How about you, Dave? Sure. And again, you know, I don't want to give away too much because I like to protect the subscribers to my mining stock journal. Um, but I, I've been out publicly with with my U.S. gold recommendation. And, um, you know, they've, they've got the, the Keystone project, which is just a little bit to the south of Barracks Cortez Hills complex, which currently is is one of the most prolific gold mines in in the United States and in the world, and the Keystone property lies along the same fault line that that has mineralized the Cortez Hills complex, and um, there's been s- some delays in terms of their ability to start drilling so far this summer, and part of it was weather, and part of it was was permitting, and um, it looks like they're going to be able to start turning drills sometime in in July, so sometime this upcoming month, um, and then we should start seeing some assay results in August or early September. And the drilling that they're going to be doing is specifically targeted to make a discovery. And this is the kind of stock that, if and you know, again, I want to italicize. And in bold and underline if, if they can make a discovery, this is the kind of stock that, that could go up four to five times very quickly. A big part of it is, is because of who the geologists that, that are involved on it and also because of the DNA of the property, you know, where, where it sits in Nevada, in the, Cortez, in the Cortez trend. Um, and then, I mean, there's also downside protection there because they have their Copper King gold copper project in Wyoming that is essentially, I mean, it, it could be shovel ready if they wanted it to. And, 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 you know, based on indicated interest from outside buyers for that specific property, um, you know, that that property alone is probably worth just about where the market cap of the stock is right now, which is around $20 million. So um, that that's by far my, my favorite stock idea. Um, another one that I really like, you know, along with you is Integra. And, um, you know, they've got, what, close to four and a half million ounces of, of official resource ounces of gold. And it's you're probably looking at a project that is going to have well in excess of five million ounces. And 
Um, you know, I have to think, especially as the price of gold continues to move higher, that that they're going to be an acquisition target. Either Kinross will turn around and, and repurchase the project from them, which is who they bought it from, or you could easily see someone like Newmont or Oceana Gold or someone like that go in there and buy it. And obviously, Idaho is is as mining friendly of a state as there is in in North America. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot of ha- a lot of good things happening in the mining and exploration industry up there in Idaho, and it seems like the state and the government certainly is supporting them as best as they can. All right, let's move on to disappointments, and I'm gonna you're, you're gonna roll your eyes, but my disappointment, Dave, is U.S. Gold. I had a position. And when it ran up uh, about two months ago, up to about a buck uh, thirty-five, I sold at that point. I sold most of my position at that point. It ran up even higher, and then came back down. And I sold the rest of my position when it hit about a buck twenty. And I think we're right now we're sitting at a buck ten. My disappointment is really on how much extremes the volatility in the stock price we've seen in the last couple months, based on very little news. I think they have a really good project there. Uh, the logistics have really been a pain in the butt. I'm sitting on the side. I'm watching what they're doing with potential of jumping back in once I know more on the movement of uh, of the drills. So that's my disappointment. Well, you don't know what the drills are going to produce, and they, you know, they could drill that thing for five years and not make a discovery. On the other hand, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be poking about. I don't know, eight to 12 holes in the ground this, this summer. And if any one of those holes hits, you're going to have a home run. If more than one hole hits, I mean, it's going to be a grand slam home run. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. I'm just wait. I'm just waiting you know, for those drills to get there on the ground and, and get the movement going. So, you know, again, you said it yourself. I mean, the stock has moved on no news flow. And it, what's interesting is they just did a financing and it was exclusive to the one of the co-founders of the company and you know uh, his group of investors and they're the largest holders and they just put another two and a half million dollars into this company out of their own pocket so um you know i I like to follow the nose of insiders when i'm when i'm investing in something and you know volatility is just natural in this sector it's it's a manipulated you know gold and silver are highly manipulated the mining stocks are manipulated and there's it's just it's got a natural inherent volatility to it it's it's you know there there's uh, the topic of gold is is an emotional topic and and the, the range of emotions is reflected in the volatility of the sector so um, you know, it's it, when the stock runs up, we've we've sold it from my fund, and when it's sold off, when it was down under a dollar, we we bought a lot, and um, and that's really kind of the way you got to play the sector. You keep a core position of your favorite ideas, and when they run up, you you sell some, and when they sell off, you reload, and that's that's kind of the best way to play the sector. So, how about your your uh, biggest disappointment year to date, Dave? You know, we've already talked about it, but but right now I'd say Mineral Mountain is my biggest disappointment because it's it's sitting on what could be a home run property, and they're having a hard time getting it getting it fund. You know, the next drilling phase funded, and um, you know, it's 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 a function. It's a big function of the lack of liquidity at the current time for June for junior exploration companies. Um, 
And, you know, thankfully they, they hired, they, they added someone to the board who is um, spearheading their latest effort to get fin- funding. And they're, they're getting close to the finish line with, with an investor group out of the U.S. that um, this guy brought to the table. And um, hopefully they'll, they'll be able to get the money raised. But in, just in terms of, you know, the performance of the stock versus the potential for the property and the track record of management, um, you know, the CEO, Nelson Baker, is the guy who discovered the Rainy River gold deposit when no one wanted to look at that property several years ago and um, ended up selling it to New Gold for... I forget, $600 million or something. So um, he, he's got pedigree as, as a, as a um, geologist and, and in finding deposits. And, and Rainy River is not the only one he's found. So versus my expectations of what I thought would happen to the stock this year, it's been very disappointing. All right, Dave. Well, that's all we have. Uh, let you get back and enjoy your holiday week, and I'm going to do the same. But I uh, would like to give a special uh, happy Canada Day to all of our listeners up in Canada and a happy Fourth of July to all our listeners in the U.S. And I guess happy normal week to the rest of our listeners throughout the world. <laughs> We're celebrating whatever you are celebrating, if anything. Uh, but thanks for listening, Dave. Thanks for uh, everything you do for the show. I look forward to catching you up uh, in the second half of the year. Take care, buddy. Likewise, Trevor. Have a good holiday weekend. Or week. (laughs) Absolutely. Take care. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material.